This is The Good Life in Early Life, a production of Nebraska Extension. I'm your host, Emily Manning, an early childhood extension educator located in Seward County. Tis the season of gift giving. Many cultural celebrations occur during the month of December. Hanukkah began on December 7th. The winter solstice is December 21st. Christmas is the 25th. Boxing Day is the 26th. And Kwanzaa also begins on the 26th, just to name a few. Many of these deeply meaningful cultural celebrations include gift exchanges, even though it may not be the main focus of that celebration. Our episode today will focus on how to teach children about giving and receiving gifts. The two guests who are joining me will also share some ideas about what kinds of gifts to get for children. Our first guest is an early childhood extension educator who covers Dixon, Dakota, Wayne, Pierce, and Thurston counties. She's enthusiastic about teaching science, nature, and environmental awareness to both kids and adults in her community. She holds a bachelor's in music administration from the University of Alabama and a master's in education in early childhood and elementary education from Auburn University, Montgomery. She is currently pursuing her PhD in child youth and family studies. Welcome to the show, Sarah Paulus. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, thanks for being here. We're excited to have you. Our second guest is also an early childhood extension educator. She serves the North Central Counties in Nebraska and holds a bachelor's degree in family and consumer science education and a master's degree in education from the University of Nebraska Kearney. She is recognized for the Fit and Healthy Kids online series. Her work combines technology and a future-oriented approach to bring research-based information to life. Welcome to the show, LaDonna Wirth. Thank you, Emily. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have both of you here on the show. As you can tell, I'm with my extension colleagues again to bring you our last episode in our holiday series. So ladies, as we're getting started, I have to share a story with you that I was thinking of last night that I did when I was a kid. So it was around this time of year and I took one of those tubs of lotion, like the big cylinders of lotion, and I spread it all across my bed and all in all the sheets and everything. And my mom was so exasperated and like flabbergasted, just like completely shocked. Like, why would you do this? Oh my gosh. I hope you had a mattress protector. Yeah, I think I did. Definitely. (laughs) But yeah, so that's how I found out that I had eczema. Because my mom was like, why would you do that? I'm like, well, my skin's so dry. So yeah, I was just thinking about that as I was pulling out my tub of thick lotion last night after I got out of the shower. I'm like, oh yeah, I did that as a kid. You just wanted to moisturize while you were sleeping. So that's Yeah, I wanted to multitask for sure. (laughs) I was thinking about like Christmas time and some of the things. So like I grew up in Texas and so we did not have snow or cold weather really. I don't remember ever even owning like a winter coat. (laughs) I think I had... I think I had one, but it was because we went on vacation one year to somewhere that was colder. So we didn't we didn't have any kind of winter weather. And one time we had this ice storm and it was the coolest thing because all of the like plants, all the tree limbs, the branches, everything were like covered in this layer of ice and everything looked so pretty. And I remember going outside in shorts because it still wasn't that cold. And so I was out there like looking at all my mom's plants on the porch and they all had this like layer of ice and it looks so pretty. So now like when I, <laughs> when you drive down the road here in Nebraska after like it snows or something, everything's so shiny and pretty and glittery. I'm like, oh, it always reminds me of that, that one time. Cause that's the only time it ever happened that we lived there. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was the coolest thing ever. 
<laughs> yeah, it sounds really magical, like a winter wonderland. Well, Donna, how about you? We're in the holiday season. You have any holiday memories? I grew up in the Midwest, so mainly Nebraska. And memory I remember most was we would go to church on Christmas Eve and it would be a late night service and we'd come home and that would be the time that gifts were under the tree and we were able to open gifts. It was always kind of magical at that time. We didn't receive a lot of gifts, but it was the time we shared with each other and we made gifts for each other. So it was it was important to us to share at that time. And then Sunday morning, we would go to my dad's side. And there was about 80 of us that would get together because it was a large family and several cousins that was my age. So we would terrorize the house and eat wonderful food and do great things. And grandma was always so open and sharing with us and excited to have all the grandkids. Yeah, that sounds really special. How did you fit 80 people in a room or in a house? That's that's a lot. Um, when we ate lunch or at noontime, it was very creative of where all the tables were, were sitting. There was even a table in one of the large bathrooms because you could put a table in there and you could put chairs. There would be chairs and tables in the garage. There would be chairs and tables all over the house. Thanks for sharing both of you. Those are fun stories. So it is the season of gift giving and that's what we're focusing on today in this episode. And forgive me for sounding like the Grinch here. I just reread that Dr. Seuss story this last weekend, but the real meaning behind the season can sometimes get lost in the sea of ribbons, tags, packages, boxes, and bags. So how do we as adults teach children the purpose of gifts? I think it's really fun to sit down with children young, and especially even my own children when they were young, was processing what can we give? What can we do? And as we started very young giving and thinking of those ideas, it's carried through. It's just a norm for them right now. And the other day I was with my adult son and I said, you have ideas for dad, let's generate ideas. And that same spirit of, oh, we could do this or we could do this. And then we also did fun gifts. How could we wrap this? How could we give this something a little different? Could we go on a scavenger hunt? And those things are the ones that we had so much fun with the kids and gave them the purpose of how could we give to that other person to make them feel better or happier about the season or about themselves? Yeah, I love that. So incorporating the children in the decision making for the gifts and also how to package them in a way that's appealing or fun for the person receiving the gift and thinking about what it would feel like to be on the other end of receiving that gift. Yeah, very neat. Sarah, you were going to share as well. I was just thinking, so my son's five, so he's kind of at the age where he just wants toys and all these different things. But I've noticed lately, anytime we go to like another kid's birthday or something, he always wants to give something of his. So he's kind of in the in the middle of this, like, well, I give them a gift, but then he wants to take it back. <laughs> After he gave it to him. So we went to a little girl's party and he really loves monster trucks. And so he was like, well, I want to give her one of my monster trucks. And I was like, if you want to give her one of your toys, that's fine. But you don't get it back. 
<laughs> I was like, if you give something to someone, you don't take it back. So he's kind of like trying to understand what that means. But I'm like, well, you don't have to do like you don't have to give that. But he's a very giving person. So I think it's kind of nice to be able to that he already kind of does that. But then at the same time, it's like <laughs> you can't take those things back if you're going <laughs> to give them something. But I don't know. He has a lot of fun with it. I mean, and I think the other thing is we do like in my family, we do a lot of like handmade stuff or things that means, you know, like a picture or something like that, because really, like, what do you give your parents that have all the things? So, you know, that's the other thing, too, is he's used to kind of that and he doesn't, I mean, he understands what that's for. And like, even when we go to the store and he'll say, oh, I want this. And I'm like, gifts are something that are like for special things. It's not just like, you don't just get a gift just because you, unfortunately, just because you woke up in the morning, that would be great. But we- <laughs> So, you know, I think that that's part of it is just trying to get him to understand, like, what is the purpose of a gift? It's to show somebody that you care about them or that you're thinking about them or, yeah, it is for special things. Like, that's really important to to kind of especially instill in children at this age. And so then they can kind of use that when they get older, too. Yeah. And that's a hard skill to learn. I mean, even as an adult, as I'm gift shopping, I'm like, I get distracted by the things that I want <laughs> when I'm shopping. And I'm like, no, this is not for me right now. I got to focus on this person. So yeah, it's definitely a hard skill to teach kids, but an important one to teach them for sure. I love how with the ages and stages of kids, how they react to giving gifts and receiving gifts. There was times that we always had fun with our little ones at holidays was if they received a shirt for Christmas and everyone's like, you know, it's clothing. And for some kids, oh, that's boring, but oh, that's really exciting. And we made it so much, you know, excitement. And then of course we got a little carried away with it. It's like, you got to put it on. Let's see if it fits. And so everyone, here's this little one that's two years old, taking their shirt off to put a new shirt on. And we'd all be laughing and have fun with, that gift giving, just the simplest things of teaching them to appreciate by showing them the enthusiasm to express for that gift. And then also the receiving of it. Why should we appreciate that for some, you know, the gift that we receive? How will that make someone else feel? Yeah, let's dive into that a little bit more. How do we teach children to be appreciative for the gifts that they might receive? How do we do that? In our family, socks, shoes, all those things were important at the holidays that started a new school season after that. So those were some of the gifts that we received because we were needing them. We may not wanted them, but we needed them. And we still carry that tradition on of some of the things that we're needing for the purpose of school, for the purpose of uh, winter, things like that. And when we were talking with the kids, it's even at the beginning, we'd always express to, to them of, you know, sometimes at Christmas, you have to receive things you need. And it may not be something you want, but we got to still say thank you. And so demonstrating the thank yous, the hugs, the generous ways of saying thank you to that person and appreciating it. We did a lot of practicing and people say, why do you practice some of these things? I said, that's the way you learn. So even we would um, mimic gift giving once in a while when they were very little, we'd just put a towel around something and open the gift and and give them words for what they needed to say. So they would get comfortable with what to do because otherwise it's awkward. 
they don't know what to do. They've never received a gift they never wanted, or they <laughs> don't know how to share that appreciation. So the modeling as adults and also helping that child, making a an activity before the holidays to help that child with words and gestures. Yeah, I can see that activity being really fun, playing mm-hmm. pretend that you're receiving a gift and giving them like random items, like a sack of flour or a mug and just like seeing who can have the best reaction to their gift. And like you said, it lets them practice. So they're not put in a situation where they've never been in it before. They don't know how to respond. When we practice, you're giving them the script, you're giving them the social norms, like this is how we act in these situations. So they feel confident when they are put in that situation. Also, you had mentioned like getting things that you need for a gift. And I had a conversation with a parent a long time ago. And so I can't remember her exact recommendations. But she said for each of her kids, she gets them, I think it's three things that they need, one thing that's educational, and then one thing that they wanted that was on their list. Like that was her guideline. And then she also had like a set dollar amount too for each kid. So it was kind of equal. So I thought that was a really neat guideline. And it stuck with me for a long time, obviously, since she told me it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. That's what my mom does for so she has my brother has two kids and they're about to have another one. And then I have my son. So she gets all of them something to wear, something to read and then something to play with. So she gets to pick out like social say what do they you know, like, for instance, he needs socks right now or something. So she's like, Okay, I'll get him socks. And then she usually picks out something that she likes for them or whatever. But then she'll say like, what type of books do they like to read or something like that. And then one kind of toy thing that they would actually maybe want. I mean, my son likes to read and he likes books, but it's all about the toys when it comes to little kids sometimes. So, but I think, you know, piggybacking on LaDonna's too, it's just part of instilling that, that attitude of being grateful because it, it's hard to to help kids understand, like, because if they don't like something, they're not going to hide that. Like as an adult, if you don't like something, you can be like, oh, thank you so much. And then, you know, in your mind, you're like, I'm never going to use this, but whatever, at least it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but like for kids, so, did you get me this? <laughs> And it's like, so we have to, we've had that conversation with him before is like, okay, but it may not be your favorite thing, but that person thought about you and wanted to get you something. So that way, you know, so you need to be thankful for that. And since he's been little, I always say like, okay, we say please and thank you. And so I think that's, that's also part of it is just having that, I don't know, that attitude about it, I guess, because I always, I mean, my mom, she's always been the type of person that like for Christmas, cause we have stockings that we usually do like, or on my, you know, for my family. And that's been a big kind of tradition for my family for a really long time. But like your stocking is just kind of knickknacky stuff or like a pack of gum or I don't know, sometimes you get jewelry or something because it's small and fits in there. But usually it's like little things that are just for fun. And no, you may not need that necessarily, but it's just kind of a fun, it's just a fun thing, you know? And so I think it's just changing your attitude about things because like, that's what, I mean, it's not about presence, but it's about enjoying other people and being with your family and being thankful for all that all that you have and being able to spend time with them. Like, yeah. So I think that that you just have to change the attitude (laughs) and that's hard, but it just takes practice. Sarah, I also appreciate you like being really real and saying when your son receives a gift, he's like, 
why'd you give me this? Because that's what kids do. I mean, they're not able to mask those emotions yet. So just being prepared as a parent or a caregiver, like knowing that's probably going to happen and just adapting in the moment and talking through like, yeah, they spent a lot of time and effort picking this out. (laughs) Over time, they're going to get that message after we repeat it several times. (laughs) Like Even for his birthday, he got something. He was like, I didn't want this. And it's like, okay, but... (laughs) (laughs) I knew that like that wasn't on your list necessarily, but you know, like that person took the time to like, I think he got some, they were like snow boots or something. I mean, he needed them or, you know, cause he'll use them for this season, but he was like, I didn't want this. I didn't ask for this. So I was like, Hey, (laughs) that is not how we talk. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate how level-headed you are about that because I feel like I'd be freaking out like oh no oh no oh no No, (laughs) and and like most people like I mean I say most people are like oh whatever but he's only five but it's just like it takes a lot of practice and and I just have to tell myself because then I'll have a conversation with them because I'll say okay you need to go around and tell everyone thank you thank you for coming you know thank you for taking the time, whatever, and give everybody a hug. I make him do thank you notes too. Like (laughs) he doesn't, you know, he's not really like, right. Like he can write his name and stuff, which is awesome. Cause he'll write his name on it. And I'll be like, you can draw him a picture if you want to or whatever, but you hit it on it so well, Sarah was sometimes as parents, we feel so bad when a, a child says something, but if you're in a room of parents, we've all had it. No matter what age a child is, something's going to come out that it's like, Oh, I'm embarrassed. But the other parents are laughing with you because they're like, yeah, Sam did this or or Samantha did this, and they'll tell the stories. So you're not alone. Every child does that sometime, or quite a few times. Yeah. One of the things we did with our kids was when they were young, they couldn't do thank you cards, but we took pictures of them with the item and it did a little video clip and or a little note at the bottom and just send it out as text. And oh, I love that. So it was a a kind of a fun family way of saying thank you. And handwritten thank yous are always wonderful later, too, because people love to put them up on the fridge or hold them somewhere and go back through them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're so tech savvy. So that does not surprise me that you did that with your kids. That makes total sense for you, LaDonna. (laughs) But it's a great idea for parents as well if they want to think about how to show appreciation for gifts and how to get kids involved with showing that appreciation afterwards. So let's talk about gifts for children. We had a few suggestions earlier, like getting things that they need, getting things that are educational. What are some things that we could get for children that they would appreciate depending on kind of their ages? One of the things I remember, we'd always make lists, the kids would make lists. And then of course, adults as parents, we'd write a few extra things on there. And one of the things that we kept asking for my son was construction paper, glue, mm-hmm. scissors, blue tape. So it would, if he put it on the walls, it wouldn't take the, the paint off. But he would never receive that. And I'm like, oh, no, the, these are the things that would be. And I had a secretary 
she heard me tell the story that no one's giving him the scissors, the stuff like that, that for and construction paper. And she goes, you got to be kidding. So she was laughing and she um, her grandkids were at a distance. So she went to the store and bought some of these things. And I said, no, that wasn't the purpose of the story. She goes, no, he needs this because I know who he is. And this is what he'll have fun with. And the the construction paper and the paper rolls and all those things lived all year long. We pulled them out of the box. We reused them. We And it lasted a whole year. And it was so fun. He would make little campfires. He would roll the papers up and, and use red and green and, and tear it up and put on there and make a campfire. At other times, we'd have a big cardboard box. Those are so fun. A refrigerator box that doesn't cost anything. And that was converted into a castle. And he would hammer things in it. And he would put all these different different things in it, but it was fun things that we could do together. And well, Donna, you probably mentioned this. What age was he when he you got this, like the construction paper? He was about from about oh six to about eight. Yeah. Yeah. For me as an adult, that's such a good reminder that I don't need to impress with my gift. I'm not in a competition with the other adults for who can make the splashiest impact on that Christmas morning when all the gifts are unboxed. I can get something that's simpler and it will still have a positive impact and be really meaningful and enjoyable to kids and might even last longer than that more impressive, expensive gift. So I just went through a divorce and so we, this year, we're on a budget. So you know, yeah. it's going to be like a crazy, crazy Christmas. And so I felt like bad for a minute. I was like feeling guilty because I'm like, okay, he's going to have to split his Christmases. So I read this article on Facebook and I was talking about like mom guilt or something. And it yeah. was like, think back to your own childhood. Like, do you actually remember what you got for Christmas when you were five, six, seven years? You might remember one big thing, but like, really, it's all just, you probably remember like the people that were there or something like that or where you were living, but like, you don't remember all the little gifts or something that you got. So, you know, I try to think of things like that we could do together. So like we went to the theater in Sioux City and we went and saw the Nutcracker Ballet. So like tickets for 18 and under were free and then like, mine was 20% off or something. So it's like little things like that, that don't cost a lot that you could just do. And so I've heard lots of people talk about experiences and stuff. And I think you can do any of that stuff at any age. And they may not like understand like you're gifting them an experience, but they will remember that experience versus if you gave them, you know, $100 or $500 in toys, they're not, I mean, all that stuff is going to end up either in the garbage or at Goodwill or hand me down somewhere else. Like it doesn't matter. So I think it's just like keeping that in mind because there's people like, yes, we all want to go all out for our kids and we all want to go all out for our family. But at the end of the day, that's not what's important. And that's not what you're going to remember anyways. So that helped me to kind of like rein back in and be like, all right, it's going to be fine. (laughs) Yeah, I really appreciate that perspective taking and grounding ourselves in the meaning of the season and what is going to be meaningful for us and those children like down the road rather than again like spending $500 in toys that you said are going to end up in Goodwill or you're going to have to deal with later. 
All right, we're closing in on our final moments in this podcast. Unfortunately, we've had some really good discussions on gifts giving and the meaning of the season, but we're going to end up with a little segment called This or That, and it's holiday themed. So I'm going to give you two options, and you're going to have to select which option you prefer. First one, mashed potatoes or dressing, Sarah? LaDonna? Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Okay. Yep. That's the favorite. Okay. So for family bonding time, LaDonna, would you prefer doing board games or watching movies? Watching interactive movies that we can laugh together and have fun together. I don't know, man. Those are both, I would say board games, but it also depends on like who it is too. Oh yeah. Cause there's games like if I'm with my brother, I don't want to play with him because he's... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely got to have the right people for that. I think I choose board games too. I'm just so competitive. And yeah, I I really enjoy winning if I can. Travel or stay home? Ooh, I don't know. That's hard too. Jeez. I don't know. All my family live far away. So I would say travel. Yeah, I would say travel because then you can go do stuff too. Yeah. LaDonna. I kind of like the mix too. I like a little travel and I like to stay home and the time together as immediate family, but I still like to travel to the family just because that's how I grew up. We'd go travel to and be part of the, you know, the large family group. So it brings back lots of memories. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. LaDonna. Turkey or ham? Oh, turkey. White meat of turkey. That's my favorite with some gravy over it. Oh, yes. And the leftovers for, you know, a few days. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I will. I do not like white meat and I also don't like turkey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no we ham. have to eat together because then I can have my turkey. You can have your ham. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sarah, how about you? Turkey or ham? I would say same as LaDonna. Turkey breasts. I don't like ham. I'll eat it if it that if that's like the only thing. But if I don't, yeah, I don't want to eat that. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna hang out with you guys, and then I'll just eat all the ham <laughs> <laughs> or the dark meat. I'll eat the dark meat too. <laughs> okay. I think both of you celebrate Christmas. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, do you prefer Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, Sarah? Christmas day. It's like oh. the culmination of all the excitement. And then, and usually like you just lay around all day and open your presents and then you kind of just chill out and eat the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> just a lounging kind of day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Lana, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? I love Christmas Eve of going to church and then spending time in the evening with the family. And we'd always have munchies when we came home. But at, um, when I was a kid, that was our immediate family time. But it was a good family time. Yeah really special time. Well, thank you ladies for playing this or that with me. Also, thank you so much for sharing your time with us, sharing your expertise and all of your stories for this episode. I really appreciated both of you being here today. Thank you, Emily, for letting us be on. We had a wonderful time. Thank you. Thank you so much. As this year is coming to a close and I've been reflecting on this past year, I just wanted to personally share my sincere thanks to our listeners who have found this podcast in its very first season and are already building this beautiful and positive community surrounding the show. It has been so fun and such a joy hearing your enjoyment of the podcast episodes and the ideas for topics that you have had. 
I just encourage you to keep sharing those stories. We really love hearing from our listeners. So find us on Facebook, send us a message through there, or go ahead and email our team at earlychildhood@unl.edu. We wish you all a very merry and happy holidays. This has been an episode of The Good Life in Early Life, a Nebraska Extension Early Childhood production with your host, Emily Manning. For more information on early childhood, check out our website at child.unl.edu. If you like the show, subscribe and tell your friends to listen. The show production team is Emily Manning, Dr. Holly Hatton, Aaron Campbell, Ingrid Lindahl, Linda Reddish, Kim Welsant, LaDonna Wirth, and Katie Krause. See you next time, and thanks for listening. 